Hey, 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 welcome back to Cold Brew and Confidence. This is season two, episode two, and today we're going to talk about how I grew up with a murderer. <laughs> um, we're just going to get into it. We are just going to get into it. And I will have an episode coming out later this season to interview um, both Dylan, my younger sibling, and Sophie, my older sister, about growing up with this person as well. But for now, I'm just going to give you the little 411. Ready? Let's go. So in last week's episode, you guys got the main layout of what it looked like to grow up as me, right? I'm going to elaborate a little more before I get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, just about who my mom was. My mom was a very, very nice lady. She was as laid back as you can possibly be raising six kids by yourself. She was kind, she was funny, she was thoughtful, and she was not someone who was going to choose her friends based on how they looked. She was just like, she was honestly a down-ass bitch for the most part. So again, as was laid out in last week's episode, my mom was a farmer's market baker, and she made many, many friends at the farmer's market that was like her community there that was her social time and her work time to go to the market to see her customers to see fellow vendors at the market and vibe and every once in a while she would make a damn good friend and by a damn good friend my mom had friends but she never took the time to actually like spend time with her friends but every once in a while, like I was saying, there's someone who she'd make friends with. This probably happened like twice in in her in the time I knew her. So 13 years, not a super long time, but she made friends with this woman named Linda Thomas. And her husband's name was Richard. And if you grew up on Whidbey Island, where I grew up, you probably had met these people as well. Linda had worked as a cook in a retirement home for years and years and years, and she had been retired for a while. And I don't know if they were actually rich, but in my eyes, they were like these rich old people. And they spoiled us so, so much. They were so much fun. Richard was always kind of quiet and Linda was the one who was vivacious and I literally remember y'all, this is fucking crazy. Mom was working in the kitchen one day and these big trucks pulled up to our house and it was new furniture and Linda and Richard Thomas had bought us all new furniture for our entire house, for our living room. They got us bunk beds because there was no way in hell my mom was ever going to be able to afford furniture. Um, and honestly, that memory, it's got me feeling a little choked up. That memory is so beautiful in my mind of it was like, dude, it was Christmas times 10. We had a really small house. 
again, my mom was like literally making enough money to feed us and pay the mortgage. And that was it. Like that was it. And so getting new furniture was just like the most magical thing ever. They would take us out, all of us, all of us kids. So in my eyes, I'm like, you're taking out eight people to eat. Holy fuck. They would take us out and they, I were, in my head, I have these memories again of Linda and Richard being like, you can get a milkshake and a soda. You can get whatever you want. You can get a club sandwich and you can get dessert. And it was just like being around them felt like being at the fucking Ritz. And these people cared for us like really a lot. We'd go every single year to their house and we would make apple cider and do these are people I grew up with. And I have so many memories with and like, excuse me, I remember, you know, when mom died and that was like the last, the, you know, they're kind of the last people I thought of, but I ran into them um, years later after my mom had died. I was probably about 15 or 16 years old and Linda Thomas looked really different she had lost a ton of weight. She had gotten this weight loss surgery and um, her husband was really sick. Her husband was like really sick. And I remember hearing a few years later that her husband had died. And I was like, oh, fuck. So that was that was my childhood with these people these two people i had the again still have these fond memories right that i'm sharing with you super wholesome fucking memories in the year 2000 and i believe 16 yes 2016 i got a phone call I'm in my apartment, getting ready to go to my serving job at the time, and it's my sister, my older sister, Sophie, and she says, Linda Thomas murdered someone, and she's in jail, (laughs) and I was like, what? She said Linda Thomas tried to murder her sister and did. I was like, what the fuck? What? What? (laughs) Dude, I didn't have shit to say. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, she didn't. This story received national coverage and to this day this goes deeper y'all this goes way fucking deeper to this day I'm like oh my fucking god right so my sister's like okay I'm like what happened what's going on my sister proceeds to explain that Linda Thomas's mom had died And she killed her sister over inheritance money. She shot her. And she tried to kill herself as well, but it didn't work. 
And I was just like, what? What? In my head, I'm trying to connect dots that will never, ever connect. Ever. Like, how did this go from that to this and this? Dude, her sister was married. So Linda Thomas's sister was married to Linda Thomas's husband's brother. I'm gonna, let me repay that. So Linda and Richard Thomas, right? The people I grew up with. Linda's sister also married Richard's brother. The dynamic, the confusion. This person that I had shared hugs with as a kid for years. I had laid in the bed they fucking bought me till the day my mom died. Even, dude, I actually had one of the couches that Linda gave us up until about a year and a half ago. I'm not fucking kidding. I'm not fucking kidding. It was something, it was my mom's favorite couch. And praise the fucking Lord that my mother did not live to see that happen. Um, fuck. There are more details to that story that I will not be sharing for now. But holy fuck. Like, I tell the story and I'm still in shock. Because I'm like, dog, that was my childhood. And I was speaking to my sisters again. I'm going to bring them on the podcast and we're going to have a chit chat about this a little later in the season. But I was speaking to my sisters and we were just like, dude, someone that's capable of that. I'm like, did you? I have so many questions still that will never be answered. That will never be answered. And that is my story. Of growing up with a murderer. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today, you guys. You know, every single listen means the world to me. You guys make this podcast possible by tuning in every single week. Before I jet off here, I want to let you know that today is the very, very, very last day to get confidence for entrepreneurs. Doors close for enrollment tonight at 11:59 Pacific Standard Time. So if you have been debating getting confidence for entrepreneurs, I've already had tons and tons of women from all over the country enroll and receive massive benefits from this course. This course will not be offered again. So please go ahead and I will leave the link in the description here for you to go ahead and purchase Confidence for Entrepreneurs, my newest course on embodying your highest self, calling in clients that align with your business and getting down to the passion behind your business so you can work less and make more money. I love you guys so much. Happy hump day. Big kisses. Bye.